Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali and I, are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll try to put it all together for you. So let's get started. Okay, everyone, we are on Friday here, and we are on the last day of the week. We are still in the book of Obadiah, um, chapter 1, the only chapter, and we'll be looking at verse 10 through verse 14. Again, Obadiah, a prophet, uh, and he is declaring God's um, judgment on the people of Edom. The people of Edom, Edom. Um, were descendants of Esau. Esau was the fellow that fought with his brother uh, Jacob, and of course Jacob's, um, you know, um, uh, traded uh, him. He he made him a, a good bowl of soup, and of course Esau was caring more about his hungry stomach, and he traded his his birthright over for just a bowl of soup. After that, the brothers, you know, were always fighting. Esau parted ways. He crossed back over to the Jordan River. Now he's on the eastern side. And that was the Edomites. That He founded the Edomites. And they were always jealous. They were always um, uh, cynical and jealous and sometimes battling uh, with the Israelites, is, is best I can tell. Um, and so um, when, uh, you know... Uh, as time goes on, the, the, the Edomites uh, are a proud, proudful people, prideful people, I guess. And, uh, you know, you even have this lost city of Petra, one of these, these uh, just impenetrable cities. It's an amazing city built into the side of the rock in this canyon with uh, narrowed walls going into the city. So it's almost in, uh, uh, it makes, uh, makes the thing very, very defensible from attacks. And so they built a lot of wealth here around this city. Very strong, very confident people from a very strong and confident Esau. So um, as, you know, history goes on, as we said yesterday, Israel was prideful and so was Edom. And of course, um, uh, Edom never had a heart uh, for for God, and, and Israel did. And God chose to use the nation of Israel to uh, showcase His purposes and His plan. And uh, He's going to show uh, the nation of Edom uh, also His judgment. So we see God's redemption in the nation of Israel, and we see God's judgment and punishment on the nation of Edom. So He's telling Edom that you guys. <clears throat> are just going to be forgotten 
in history along with all your pride. And we've said before, you know, one of the things that God hates the worst is pride. It's one of the uh, the things that we uh, see back in um, in uh, the Proverbs that um, one of the things that God hates the worst is a prideful heart. So he's telling um, the the uh, Edomites here through Obadiah that he's going to snuff them out. And so we read verses 5 through 9, and it was all about the fact that he is going to destroy their wealth, destroy all their relationships, destroy their wisdom, destroy all of the symbols of their strength. And so it's not going to be like he's going to destroy them in a little way. It's going to be total. And one of the key verses for me was back at verse 3. It says, the pride of your heart has deceived you. In other words, the prideful heart boosts people up. They make people think they're better than they are. Uh, I was kind of creating a little mnemonic for myself because I just like to do it. And I was thinking, what could, what word could I, could I come up with that would, would stand for the word pride to me? And, and it came out to, to be the word jerk, J-E-R-K. And it's, it's, uh, the, the, the letters correspond to things, the lessons, like the J would be jealous. So jealousy is a, is a real, uh, component of pride. We see prideful behavior when people are jealous of one another's possessions. In many ways, the Edomites were very jealous. They always were jealous of, of what the Israelites had. And if, uh, of course, uh, you know, jealousy can make you do a lot of things. Uh, and they can also make you not do a lot of things. When the Babylonians were coming in to um, attack the Israelites, uh, you know, the, the, the jealous behavior of the Edomites, you know, caused them not to come to the help of, uh, their, um, of the Israelites. You know, they did not help them. They should have, you know, of course, they're related. These nations are related. And when the foreign invaders are coming in, they didn't help because they're jealous of whatever the Israelites had. And then the E in the in the letter E in the word jerk would be exalted. So in other words, jealous, beha- prideful behavior um, makes you kind of exalt yourself or chase after being exalted in terms of the, you know, you want to exalt positions or possessions, you know, you know, look at the, the place that we put on, on wealth in our society or maybe where you live or maybe who you're friends with or maybe the, the position that you might have at work or school, you know. You're always jealous if somebody's above you or somebody uh, is in charge of you. You know, it's, it makes you kind of jealous of their position. And so um, instead of exalting God, we're exalting these things or these positions. And so that, that is a jealousy. That's jealous behavior because your heart is not centered on God. It's, it's centered on yourself because you want those things. And uh, so... Then the R, the letter R in the word jerk stands, uh, I was saying, could stand for relationships. And uh, <clears throat> so if, if uh, you're jealous, if jealousy enters your relationships, it will enter, uh, it will poison the relationships with people. Uh, that's how arguments start. 
Um, if there are arguments or quarrels among you, I believe that was um, James telling us that. <clears throat> it's because we're we're uh, asking for the wrong things in prayer, and it's because our hearts are centered on ourselves. And the first relationship we need to to be in charge of is our relationship with the Lord. And if our relationship with the Lord's not right, how can our relationships with one another be right? So relationships really uh, uh, play a role in pride. And then the last thing is knowledge. Of course, the first knowledge is the knowledge of Christ. If we have knowledge of Christ, then um, in a heart, and a relationship that's centered on Christ, then we are not centered on ourselves, and we're not centered on what we want, and we're also not centered on the knowledge that comes from ourselves and the knowledge that comes from man. So we have to have right relationships, and we also have to have the right knowledge. And of course, as we studied in Second Peter, knowledge of Christ is the most precious thing we can ever, ever own and the most precious thing we could ever lose. <clears throat> And when, you know, we were talking about exalting things, we need to be exalting Christ first. And our relationships have to be in Christ. And our knowledge has to be of Christ. And we also, um, I'm, I'm blanking on it now, but we also made the point a while back that um, God is, a, is jealous for relationships with us. When we're talking about jealousy, we're jealous for uh, relationships with other things down here on this world. But God is jealous for us in relationship with us. We need to be jealous for the relationship with God, not jealous for the possessions of other people. That was James chapter 4 verse 5, that the Lord yearns jealously for the spirit that he put to dwell in us. He wants to have that relationship with us all the time. So he is jealous. So, so the word jerk could be J for jealous. When we're not jealous for God, we're jealous for other things. E, exalted. When we're not exalting God, we're busy exalting other things. R is relationships. When our relationship with God is not right, we're busy concentrating on other lower relationships. And K, knowledge. When our knowledge of Christ is not uh, at the forefront of what we consider precious, then we're putting knowledge of other things. So this is a kind of a, a, a little mnemonic that I came up with that describes for me what pride does to our behavior. So with that in mind, let's start in verse 10. Because of the violence done to your brother Jacob, shame shall cover you. Okay, so violence is coming in, okay, and there's shame on the people of Eden because they didn't do anything to help. They didn't do anything to their brother Jacob. Now their brother Jacob, <clears throat> they're talking about Jacob as if uh, he's the brother of, of Esau, you know, so Jacob is sort of the personification of the nation Israel, and Esau is the personification of the nation of uh, Edom. So now he's talking to the nation as if they're brothers. Okay, because your brother was in trouble and you didn't help him. So your shame on you, there's shame on you because of the violence done to your brother Jacob. In other words, the Babylonians came in and, and just slaughtered uh, Israel, the, the nation Israel, and um, Edom didn't help. They didn't lift a finger. 
and you shall be cut off forever. So that means Edom now is going to be shamed because they didn't help. So, <clears throat> so they had the power, but they didn't. And so God said, you know what? Even though you didn't do anything, it's sort of you're a sin by omission. You know, you, you, you're sinning because you, you could act, but didn't act. Verse 11, on the day that you stood aloof, in other words, on the day that you didn't do anything, on the day that the strangers carried off his wealth, I'm talking about the nation Israel now being personified in his br the brother Jacob when they carried off his wealth, and foreigners entered his gates and cast lots for Jerusalem, you were like one of them. In other words, you were like the same thing because you didn't do anything. You're just as guilty in my eyes. So you knew what was right to do, but you didn't. God wants us to act like Him. God wants us to have love like Him. God wants to show compassion and mercy like Him. And because you're just standing by and being indifferent, God says that gives you the shame. The same shame as if you had done it yourself. And that's a big lesson for us today. It's so easy just to walk by and not try to help anybody. But this, this points the finger at all those bystanders not doing anything. Verse 12, but do not gloat over the day of your brother in the day of his misfortune. In other words, you're sitting here gloating over what bad things happened to the nation of Israel, just like it's your brother. Do not rejoice over the people of Judah in the day of their ruin. Do not boast in the day of distress. Okay, so because if you're boasting and rejoicing, you're basically elevating yourself. You're elevating, you really should be elevating God and rejoicing in God, but you're not. You're exalting what you want to be rather than exalting God. Verse 13, do not enter the gate of my people in the day of their calamity. Do not gloat over his disaster in the day of his calamity. Do not loot his wealth. In the day of his calamity, do not stand at the crossroads to cut off his fugitives. In other words, people are trying to run for safety. Do not hand over his survivors in the day of distress. In other words, what they were doing is even the people trying to run for safety and security, they were turning in these people as prisoners, probably to be sold into slaves. So these, these Edomites were just cruel watching the israelites go down like this not trying to help them and then you're looting just like they they were coming in and looting just the same as if they had been the ones doing the attacking god knows their hearts and it was all out of pride one of the emotions god hates the most jealousy exalting relationships and knowledge that's the mark of the jerk huh the prideful jerk instead of being jealous for a relationship with god you're jealous for other things instead of exalting god you're exalting your possessions and your positions instead of placing a relationship with god at the center you're placing a relationship with people or your points of view results in all kinds of arguments and quarrels and strife and instead of knowledge from god that knowledge of jesus christ you pull it you put your premium on knowledge that comes from man 
The J-E-R-K syndrome. You know what that is? That's the jerk syndrome. Why? Because you're putting yourself in front of God. And that's prideful behavior. And it doesn't look like prideful behavior, you know, at the time. But it is. But it is. And God's saying it is prideful behavior. And Jesus said in John chapter 12, verse 25, whoever loves his life loses it. Okay? If you're prideful, you're going to lose it. And whoever hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. That is so convicting. That's what Jesus said when he was on his way to go to the cross. When the soldiers would come, they were coming to get him. That's his, that's his really the last bit of advice that he gives his disciples before he's going to the cross. And he was saying that with the, within the context that he was getting ready to give up his life. If you love your life to the point where you're not willing to give it up for what God needs you to do, you, you'll, never, you'll never find it. You'll lose it in the end because you got pride in your heart. Too many things that your heart's attached to. And whoever hates his life in this world, in other words, you do not like what you're looking at. You're jealous for God. You want to exalt God. The relationship you want to have is God. The knowledge you want to have is God. All the other things are things that you should be hating that you have to deal with. So, we'll stop here and we'll keep reading this amazing um, one-chapter book of Obadiah. McGee calls it the atomic bomb because it's so small, but it gets it just blows everything up in your life. So we'll stop here, break for the weekend, and next week we'll continue our study. And I believe we're going to go to the book of Jonah after this because Obadiah was so small. So now I'll turn the rest of the podcast over to my co-host in Zambia, Matali. Matali, I hope you're doing great. Look forward to hearing what you've got to say about this. As always, keep your heart centered on Christ. God bless you all. We'll see you next time. Hello. So today's teaching is coming from Obadiah, chapter 1, beginning at verse 10 all the way to verse 14. So we found that the great sin of Edom in our previous study was pride. So Obadiah is a prophecy that answers the question, why did God say in you know the last book of the Old Testament, that's Malachi, Esau have I hated and Jacob have I loved? So God never said this in the book of Genesis at the beginning that he um, hates Esau. He waited until both Jacob and Esau became a nation. And now God um, puts Esau under, you know, the microscope because now Esau has become a nation. And, you know, his pride, his sin has been uh, multiplied by, you know, the thousands so, you know, Esau is now a great nation and the overweening sin of this nation of Edom is the pride of their hearts, which has deceived them. So pride is a great sin and it's the sin of sins. Um, not saying, you know, other sins are not bad, but pride is um, 
you know when someone has pride it manifests into so many other sins and god says it's worse than being a murderer or an alcoholic and god hates a proud heart because you know when there's a proud heart it actually manifests into other sins so he gives grace to the humble that's god gives grace to the humble but the proud he can do nothing with them because they are putting themselves in that position of the creator in that position of god and god hates um a proud heart so we discovered that pride of the heart is actually an attitude of life that declares its ability to live without god so that was our definition of pride and god actually hates that so you know pride um you know that's an attitude that somebody can, gets to develop and you know other people are proud and they try to hide it but they can only hide it for so long you know because it always comes out and um you know god hates uh you know a proud look as this is his universe this is god's universe and he is the creator and he is to be worshiped glorified and recognized but um to live a life apart from god is to play god is to put ourselves in that position of um you know playing god like um i don't need god in my life so god loves us but he actually hates our pride so pride is an attitude it's an attitude a man can actually have it uh, and not actually reveal it but it's something man cannot conceal for a very long time it will come out eventually so the attitude of the life will actually lead to um action of life so that attitude that um you know SL had it ended up manifesting into other people sorry it ended up manifesting into the nation and um you know look at the kind of nation that um the that Edom was you know it manifested into violence into jealousy into murder it just manifests into a lot of ugly things and that animalistic nature of man actually comes out and you know um man tends to think um you know today like we 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 actually evolved and we we evolved from animals but we're actually living like animals and worse than animals um because you have you know a proud man can actually do anything just to get uh ahead in life so obadiah now gives us a catalog or a list of actions that are derived from the pride of a heart and they are actually terrible sins that came from um from that so esau and jacob they were twin brothers they were not identical twins um but they were twins and they grew up in the same family and they had both had the same parents and there was you know a struggle from the beginning and you know a hatred and a bitterness that was never mended and it was never healed when they became two great nations and god had something to say to his people about their relationship so um you know god had something to say to the nation israel to uh, their relationship to the nation edom so we have this um in let me just into the book of psalms 137 verse 7 and it reads remember o lord against the sons of edom the day of jerusalem who said raise it raise it um to its very foundation so here edom instead of actually befriending israel they were brothers instead of befriending israel in you know their dark hour when the babylonians destroyed their nation they actually stood on the sidelines and they actually urged the enemies on you know that's 
that's how much hatred they had that's what their action that action um that attitude of life that pride that they had that's the action it manifested into such hatred and um you know when we actually go back um there in history to Deuteronomy 23 verse 7 let me just turn to the book of Deuteronomy 23 verse 7 it actually reads um God said um to his people you shall not abhor an Edomite for he is your brother you shall not abhor an Egyptian because you were an alien in his land so God said you know this to his people you know, uh, when they actually came to that land. So the tie with the Edomites was actually greater. Because um, God said, you, you shall not hate the, the Egyptians because, you know, you are an alien in, in their nation. And then he also said, you know, you shall not hate your the Edomites because they are your brother. So that tie was greater because they were, bro- they were blood brothers. So uh, God is telling them they were not to hate. And yet Edom hated Israel. And, um, you know, their hate their their pride manifested into that hate uh, and throughout the extent of the nation so it started with one particular person and god did not highlight this um on esau he ended up highlighting this um you know in the last book of the old testament that's malachi he ended up highlighting this because now it manifested into a whole nation of people who are proud and who had so much hatred in them so they were a proud people the edomites were a proud proud people as they thought they could actually not be destroyed in their rock-hewn city of petra the city they thought could never be taken because you know their city was you know uh, made in a uh, like it was hewn in a rock and um you know now there are five specific things that they are guilty of so these are the five actions that are derived from their pride and attitude of life to live without god and here verse 10 where our study begins from reads for violence against your brother jacob shame shall cover you and you shall be cut off forever so we have now here the first action so the action um that is derived from their pride and their attitude in life that's violence so two things were were to happen to them so they were to go into captivity uh finally babylon was able to actually take their city because um nebuchadnezzar sent spies into the city and these spies um you know managed to have that city taken and secondly they were to be utterly destroyed so that they would not be a nation anymore and this is an example of a nation that attempted to actually live without god so these are the two things that um happened to them so they were a violent warlike people and you know violence has never solved anything in this world it's never helped any nation in this world you know nations start wars and you know because of a dispute uh, instead of sitting down and just dialoguing and all because man is full of pride and they think oh we're better than others you know we'll be looked upon as weak if we actually decide not to engage in war but men actually go ahead and you know begin to fight a classic example is world war one and world war two it's never sorted out anything and that's how these people were so war is never you know war and violence is never god's method at all our god is a god of love and he's a god of peace so verse um, 11 that's the second thing now that they actually did and uh, it reads in the day that you stood on the other side in the day that strangers carried captive 
his forces when the foreigners entered his gates and cast lots for Jerusalem, even you were as one of them. So this here, uh, we have the second action. So um, the second thing that they did is they actually joined the enemy. And these are brothers, these two nations. They joined the enemy and they had gone over to the other side. They turned their backs on their brother and they just joined the enemies and they urged them on. So the third thing here, that's verse 12, um, reads, But you should not have gazed on the day of your brother in the day of his captivity, nor should you have rejoiced over the children of Judah in the day of their destruction, nor should you have spoken proudly. So the third thing here that they did was they rejoiced over the destruction that had come over Judah. And this is always an action of pride when one actually rejoices over the troubles um, that another person is actually having. And we have a lot of people who are like that today. They always want to hear, um, you know, uh, the downfall of another person or if another person is in trouble and in problems you know they just like yeah uh-huh they actually deserve this besides you know they were acting like so and so you know as a child of god you know that is a sin it's um it's as a result of the attitude towards life the the, the it's as a result of um you know that attitude of the life to live without god that's pride it's it's derived from pride and uh, verse 13, we have the fourth action, the fourth thing that they actually did. And um, it actually reads, you should not have stood. Um, yeah, sorry, verse 14 uh, goes on to read, you, you should not have stood. You should not have stood at the crossroads to cut off those among them who escaped. Nor should you have delivered up those among them who remained in the day of distress so here um oh sorry um let me just go back to verse 13 yeah that's um sorry the fourth action um sorry about that so the fourth action that they did was um the following in verse 13 yeah you should not have entered the gate of my people in the day of their calamity indeed you should not have gazed on their affliction in the day of their calamity nor laid hands on their substance so here the fourth action yes that they did um is not only did they join up with the enemy but they were guilty of looting and plundering after the enemy took israel away so they moved into loot so pride will actually lead a man to dishonesty because they were so proud and they're trying to keep up with the Joneses or with the Smiths. And, you know, they went and decided to loot from their own brothers. And, you know, in business today, you know, um, because people are trying to keep up appearances or trying to get ahead in life. Um, they're trying to, to be better, to make more money and all. And, you know, it eventually leads people to do dishonest things. Um, you know, like here in our country today, I can give you an example of our politicians. You know, they steal with so much impunity. They steal with, um, you know, they steal from the poor. Um, you know, you can actually just see like, okay, you know what, you know, funds are given, uh, allocated to a certain project and, uh, all of a sudden there are no funds and all of a sudden you see this particular person you know driving living a lavish life driving a lavish car living in a lavish house and and you know just trying to keep up and trying to put up this front 
Um, but, you know, their dealings are very dishonest. And lots of folk, in order to actually keep up a front in their business, will actually resort to dishonest methods. Even to win, um, you know, to win a woman's heart, people actually resort to dishonest means to keep up with the Smiths. And hence, in our society today, we have a lot of dishonest people. So the root problem is pride. And this proud person is trying to actually live a life apart from God. And when he does this, it leads to such actions. So, you know, um, a lot of people, because, you know, they just want to get ahead, to be better, to have a bigger car than, you know, their neighbor, to have a bigger house than their neighbor, uh, you know, to just get ahead in life and they'll do anything to just to be at that number one spot because they are proud people and that's what we have um in our society today so now we get to the fifth action that's verse 14 and it reads you should not have stood at the crossroads to cut off those among them who escaped nor should you have delivered up those among them who remained in the day of distress so now here this is the fifth action that they actually did. And this is the lowest thing that they did. This is the lowest thing that one can actually do to um, a fellow person. So this is where they revealed that they were no more than an animal. That's the lowest of the lowest. And that is, um, you know, that it is the survival of the fittest. You know, it's like a doggy dog world. So they became a traitor. Um, you know, like if you watch other movies and all, um, like these, um, like, or if you watch documentaries on these, um, mob bosses and criminals and all, they call them rats. Um, so they became a traitor. They betrayed their own blood brother. So when Nebuchadnezzar came and destroyed Jerusalem, Israel began to scatter and the Babylonians would actually chase them. And the Edomites who lived in a country where people could hide in rocks because their city was um you know hewn in a rock and you know so these um israelites could actually hide in the rocks and in the caves they would actually snitch on them they would rat them out and betray them you know like they'll be like oh you know we saw a couple of israelites they actually ran and hid in that rock they're over there they would actually just do it with like you know with with no remorse because you know they're living a life apart from god so, you know, and someone who, who's living a life apart from God, you know, has a hard heart and it's just sad. And this is the case of, you know, a dog eat dog world. It's the lowest that they actually came to. And today we have come to that when people live without God, they are proud people and want to make a name for themselves. They want to make money and they'll do anything. They want to be a success at uh, the back of this is pride. They will do anything to get ahead in life. They will stab their brothers. They will betray their brothers. And how many people will actually betray another to just get ahead in life? It's even in the church today. And it's sad. People will actually do it, like, to just get ahead in life. You know, um, you know they, because they want to rise faster in the ranks in churches. And, you know, they would go ahead and stab their brothers in the back. And God hates pride as it actually leads men to act like animals, like the Edomites. They act like animals, even lower than animals. Man, um, you know, with evolution, um, you know, did not, you know, man fell down. He did not, uh, um, you know, fall up. 
So when a man attempts to actually live without God, he's lower than animals. So the book of Obadiah is God's answer to evolution. A man who is living apart from God is lower than an animal and has not evolved from animals at all as they behave worse than animals. And God created man in his own image. We did not evolve from, 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 from animals. No, God made us in his own image. And um, we have not evolved upwards. We've actually evolved downwards because now we're living in the gutter with the animals. And, uh, you know, man fell so low below the animal world. And God hates the thing that actually leads man away from him. And that's pride. So, you know, let us watch ourselves because God hates pride. Pride is the mother of sins. It's a sin of sins that actually uh, leads to other sins this is an attitude of life this is wanting to live apart from god because we are proud and you know here obadiah actually just you know he highlights he answers um god's um he answers man's question um you know obadiah is god's answer to you know the 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 question of evolution we did not evolve from animals i wasn't an ape once upon a time no god actually created us in his own image and to fall lower to the to the to the point of falling to an animal is 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 sad because you know no animal can actually go around you know getting drunk and you know um causing havoc beating up their wives and you know killing their children and just doing all the horrible things you know, I have like seen like we have a pet dog at home. I have seen, you know, when it has puppies, you know, the way it just protects and guards its puppies. Like no one, it won't allow anyone to actually go near its puppies, especially, you know, like the first couple of uh, like weeks when it just has its puppies. It just doesn't get up and abandon its puppies and just, um, you know, you know, kill its children. But man has reached a level where they would actually go out and, you know, to a level where they're just really low and, you know, go and murder someone or go and kill their children. You know, you have, you know, instances of like abortion and all, you know, animals don't even think of like, oh, let me get rid of this, these puppies I'm carrying. But, you know, man has reached to such a low level, lower than animals. This is today's teaching. Very, very powerful uh, message. And, you know, uh, thank you all for listening in. Have a pleasant Friday. And, um, you know, stay safe. God bless. And bye-bye.